0: All right, all right, all right. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope everybody's having a fantastic Monday. As you know, welcome to the Money Talk. For anybody that's new to um, the Money Talk, pretty much what is this is that where we share not only knowledge about financial concepts, solutions, and all different kind of things that we're teaching families on a day-to-day basis. Um, today's topic and uh, this week's theme, we're going to talk about different financial concepts. All right, different concepts. We're going to break down from anything from Rule 72 to the X-Curve, the Dime Method, 10-20, 50-20-30 formula, and even some more for this week's uh, topic and teaching sessions. So just before I get started, just a little bit about myself. My name is Keon Cornett, 31 years old. I'm a dad, a campaigner, a proud son, uncle, and all these great things. You know, our campaign is going to be doing some amazing things for many more families. Now, just the reason why we launched our campaign, it was a, it's because of, a. according to a recent survey, they said that North Americans are facing serious financial challenges. Now, compared to today, yeah, we are in the uh, pandemic, right? It says that, you know, when you look at North America, they said that Canada got their own issues. But let's talk about the U.S. They said that the U.S. The picture is even gloomier compared to Canada. They said that 33% of more than 77 million Americans don't pay their bills on time. They said that 39% carry credit card debt from month to month, and only 59% of adults said they have savings. They said worse, more than half now I think it's acceptable to default um, on their mortgage if they can't afford to pay it. So these are the things that we're seeing going on right now. These are the things that we've seen happening on a day-to-day basis. Because we have realized that we're living in a time where people cannot, and I mean cannot, plan for these things. So what are some of the things that we have to do? What are some of the things that we really got to put in place? Well, we got to put in place things that could actually help families. So we help families by educating them. We help families by teaching them. And that's why today one of the biggest things that we're going to talk about today is something called the Rule of 72. Now, What is the rule of 72? Now, many people never heard of this rule before. But let me tell you something. My 8-year-old, my 6-year-old, and I believe my 4-year-old could even tell us and share with us what is the rule of 72. Now, if you never heard of this before, I want you to take out your pen and paper, and I want you to write this down. Because if you understand the rule of 72, you will understand a lot when it comes to your money. So now let's talk about the rate of return. The Magic of Compound Interest. It says it's one of the most important discoveries in finance and something called the Rule of 72. Now, for those of you that don't know, this was actually created by Albert Einstein. And what it does is that it it shows you how to calculate the effect um, of your compound interest with a very simple formula. So Albert Einstein, he said, if you take 72 and you divide it by the rate of return, now, anytime you hear me use the word (laughs) rate of return, <laughs> Anytime you hear me use the word rate of return, I want you to think of a word named interest. Okay, rate of return is interest. So, once again, if you take 72 and you divide it by the rate of return, the answer is the number of years it takes the money to double for you or against you guys. Because so this thing works both ways. So, when you look at the rule of 72, like I said, if you take 72, guys, and you divide it by whatever interest you get on your money, that will equal the amount of years it takes for your money to double. So let's just say, for instance, that your bank gave you 1% interest on in your money, which we know the bank don't. Most banks don't even give you 1% of your money, right? If you don't believe me, go look it up for yourself. Go on the website, type in, in Google, type in your bank name and say, how much interest I get on my money, Right? From this particular bank, and you'd be surprised, right? And then you take whatever number they gave you and divide that into 72, and that will be the amount of years it takes for your money to double for you. Now, let's look at it from this perspective now. Let's say that the bank gave you 1%. You're gonna take 72 and you divide it by one. One going to 72, 72 times. So that means it would take you 72 years for your $100 to become $200. My question to you is, do you have 72 years to wait? Now, what if you was able to find uh, an avenue where you was able to get 4%, right? And you had, t- had $10,000 when you're 29 years old, right? And you said, you know what, I'm going to put this $10,000 away. I'm getting, 4, 000, I'm getting 4% interest on it. So you're going to take 72. You're going to know how many years it's going to take to double or how much money you're going to have by 65, now you take 72. You're going to divide it by the 4. That means it's equal 18. So That means your money was going to be doubling every 18 years. So from 29 to 47, the money jumped to 20000 And from 47 to 65, the money jumped from 20000 to $40,000. So when you're looking at a 65, even at a 4% interest, may not be enough. So what if you was able to get 8%? Remember, the rule. You're going to do 72 divided by... 18 by 8. 72 divided by 8 equals 9. Money's going to double now every 9 years. So from 29, when you put away your 10,000 one time, you're now at 38. 38 to 10,000 become 20,000. From 38 to 47, that's another 9 years. But that 20,000 becomes 40,000. From 47 to 56, that 40,000 becomes 80,000. From 56 to 65, that 80,000 becoming 100,000. $60,000 Sixty thousand so dollars. Even at sixty-five, you got one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Still not maybe enough. Better than the forty thousand, though. But what if you was able to learn and understand where to find yourself twelve percent interest on in your money? Now you take seventy-two, you divide it by twelve, money equal six years, right? That equals six years. So that means the money is going to be doubling every six years. So now at twenty-nine, you have ten thousand dollars. And at 35, that 10,000 becomes 20,000. That's six years. Another six years from 35 to 41, money becomes 40,000. From 41 to 47, money becomes 80,000. From 50, from 47 to 53, 80,000 becoming 160,000. From 53 to 59, 160 becomes 320. From 59 to 65, 320 becomes 640. You see, once you understand the importance of compound interest, then you will understand the difference between ten thousand dollars at a four percent versus twelve percent, which is actually a six hundred thousand dollar difference. You see this six hundred thousand dollars right that could have actually equal to a twenty year salary of someone who earned thirty thousand dollars annually. You see the reason why we 're not winning the money game the reason why we're not being wealthy is because we think we understand money you got to understand the effect that compound interest get on your money you got to know how your money is getting doubled up is it even doubling up how is your money growing is it growing fast enough can it keep up with some of the things that we're going to talk about next see you see what the rule of 72 does right the rule of 72 it unveils the powerful impact on compound interest on money now what i want you to also think about i want you to think about also what kind of compound interest are you getting against your money? What are some of the compound interest you're getting against your money? How much your credit card interest rate is? What is your car loan, your student loans, your, 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 your mortgage, right? Personal loans. Do you guys realize that anything that tied interest to it, it's always been the way to make money? You see, growing up, all our parents tell us that it's not what you earn, but it's what you keep that matters. We've grown up hearing this whole ideology, but let me tell you, that's always been a poor man mentality. Because why? Someone don't pass over the opportunity to learn the rest of the story. So that story being put down to us halfway. It's not just what you earn, and it's not just what you keep, but it's the interest upon what you keep that really makes you wealthy. Let me say that again. It is not what you earn, and it's not what you keep, but it's the interest upon what you keep that matters. But we were taught to save more than we put it in vehicles that doesn't give us more Compound interest. Now, then again, we gotta understand is our money being compounded every month, is our money being compounded every quarter? Is our money compounded every six months or is it just annually? And then you gotta know the difference between is it simple interest versus compound interest? There's so much you gotta know if you want to build wealth in America. See, you gotta ask the right question. I don't care when someone comes to me and my family and they tell me that, hey, I can get you this type of interest. I say, cool. Now, how is this money going to be compounded? And what kind of interest are we talking about? Can you guarantee me a certain interest? Or can you guarantee me a higher potential to earn? I don't get excited for 5%. I don't get excited for 8%. I don't even get excited for 10%. Because if it's not doubling enough... Or it doesn't have the opportunity to double much quicker and then how is it compounded i don't want to talk to you see that's what happens when you have an open mind and your eyes wide open because you understand the lingo see that's one of the biggest problems we have we don't understand we know but we don't understand we know what we know but we don't understand what is it that we do know and people take advantage of this this is why you got to understand the powerful impact that compound interest have on your money. You see, the, see what it also unveils is that it unveils two types of people in this world. It unveils people who understand how money works and they make money work for them, but it also unveils people who don't understand how money works and they end up working for money. Many of us know somebody that just work for money, but they never make money work for them. You see, one of the things that wealthy people do they tend to spend time learning and understanding how money works. See, they look for advice and solutions to get better returns on their money. That's all wealthy people care about. How fast can you flip over my money? What, 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 what do I get? You want to you get a wealthy person excited? Show them the potential to where you can earn um, anywhere from 15% on, on, on interest, earning potential. And show them where you can never lose when the market is a downturn. You want to excite a wealthy people? Show them that. But the problem is that a lot of poor people... Now, let me, let, me, let me clarify this. Because a lot of us think the word poor has something to do with money. A lot of us think broke is a lifetime thing. Let me tell you something. Listen to me when I tell you this. Broke is a moment. Broke is a moment. Your mindset determine how long you remain there. you hear me? Broke is a moment. Now, if you have a poor mindset, you will remain broke. If you have a poor mindset, you're going to remain broke. Now, what is poor? Because a lot of people use the word poor and we think we're talking about money or we degraded people. No, 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 no. Poor is a mindset. I have a lot of rich people that are poor. You know Why? Some of them think that they know it all already, too. So they pass over opportunities repeatedly. Poor. if you're one of those people that go around and say, I'm good, I'm okay, let me tell you something that I love about rich people. Rich people don't care about giving you some time because they don't know what you know. And they're curious. Now, what they will find out is that either you know something they don't know or they're going to find out that you know something that they already know and you're just confirming what they know is actually correct. Or you may also show them that you don't know nothing because they understand what you're trying to tell them, but you're saying it incorrectly. That's the thing about wealthy people. They're willing to hear you out because they don't know what you know. they They don't have poor mindset. They don't pass over opportunities to learn. Only broke people do that. And like I said, broke is a moment determined based on your mindset. So when you think about it, a lot of people, and it says a lot of poor people, lack knowledge about personal finance. Some don't care to understand. Many have plans and little savings. What savings they have are usually put into account with a low rate of return. A.K.A. your bank. A.K.A. the bank. You know how many people look at me and tell me that my bank is good? Oh, my bank is so good. Oh, I've been with my bank for so many years. My mama, my grandma, all of us been with the same bank. And I said, great, do you know what the interest is? No, but I'm pretty sure it's good. I said, okay, you keep believing that. I hope you're good. (laughs) All right? You see, these people, their money doesn't work for them because they're poor. They pass over opportunities repeatedly to learn. You know, let me tell you something. You want to know if someone's broke? Offer them free financial education and watch them deny it. You want to know if someone don't have some money? Offer them the opportunity to learn about some finance and they refuse it. You want to know if someone got some money? Offer them that same opportunity to learn about the money and watch them come and just listen. And then they'll know if it's worth their time. Because they don't pass over opportunities repeatedly to learn. Broke people are skeptical. Rich people are optimistic. I'm telling you, be around them sometimes. They have a lot of fun. Love being around them. You see. Compound interest, let me tell you this. When it comes to compound interest, it works both ways. It can make you and it can break you. You see, if you owe money, the compound interest on your debt can ruin you. As a result, we know many people keep paying the bills with high interest, right? Despite numerous payments, the balance of the bill barely goes down because high interest on balance continues to compound. See, sometimes it feels as if it's impossible to pay off the balance. And we know many people stuck in these situations where they buy a $10,000 car, but they spend 20,000. What? How? You buy a $300,000 house, and by the time you done paid it, you paid $500,000. You had a student loan for $10,000, by the time you done paid it off, it's almost $40,000. Why? Because we never understand compound interest. We didn't ask someone, hey, how's this interest, what's the interest like? How's it going to be compound like? What is it going to do? What is it? We never asked. We never know how to take out our calculator and just say 72 divided by the interest will equal the year it takes for the money to double. Right there you know if it's a good deal for you or not. You ever hear those, those the, uh, you know, the car place where they say good credit, bad credit, no credit, we got you. It's because they're going to put you with a bank that's going to charge you about 32% interest on that loan that you're going to take from them. And when you divide it by 72, you realize that that loan is going to be doubling up against you almost every three years. How could you win? How could you win? See, we've got to understand things. So one of the things I want to break down for you guys is something called simple interest versus compound interest. Listen to me now. If, you're ever not, if you wasn't taking the notes yet, this is the time where you stop and you go get a notepad. Grab a piece of paper, back of an envelope, get your pen, get a pen, a paper, you know, whatever you have to do, write this down. Because you're going to understand the difference between simple interest versus compound interest. Now let me break it down. Let's, let's take an example. Let's take an example of that. We're going to have a Mr. A who we'll put his $10,000 in a savings vehicle with an 8% simple interest. And then we have Mr. B, who has $10,000 in another savings vehicle with an 8% compound interest annually. So let's break down the simple interest verse part, all right? And I want you to follow me very clearly here. Year one, you have that $10,000. You times it by 8%, right? You have $800. So now in year one, you're going to take your $10,000 plus the 800 Now you have $10,800 in year one. Year two, you're going to take your $10,000. Times it by 8% again. That equals 800. So now you add the 800 plus the 10,800, you have 11,600. This is year two now. Then year three, you take it 10,000. You're gonna times it by 8% again. That gives you another 800. 800 plus the 11,600 give you $12,400. This is year three. If you did this up all the way to to year 10, you would have $18,000, right? So, when you look at it, your $10,000 only earns $8,000 on a simple interest method like this. So, with simple interest, pretty much Mr. A earns $800 each year or $18,000 over a 10-year period. Okay? So, now, how does compound interest work? Ooh, this is so good. I love compound interest. Let me me break it down how compound interest works. Follow me now. Same example. Mr. B now, right? He gets compound interest on his $10,000. In year one, he put $10,000. He got 8%. That gives him 800 Now, it's 800 plus his $10,000. He has $10,800 in year one, right? Now, here's the difference now. The difference is that in year two, he's not coming with $10,000 again. He's coming with the $10,800 from year one that he earned. And now he's earning 8% on that. And now he has eight hundred and sixty-four dollars. Now you're going to take that eight hundred and sixty-four dollars, plus it, and add it onto the ten thousand eight hundred. Now you have eleven thousand six hundred sixty-four dollars to start off year three with. In year three, now you have eleven thousand six hundred sixty-four times it by the eight percent, and that will give you nine hundred and thirty-three dollars. Now you take nine hundred and thirty-three dollars plus the eleven thousand six hundred sixty-four, and that equals twelve thousand. $597. So this continued on up until year 10. Now at year 10, you have $20,589, guys. So what does that mean for your money? You now not only doubled what you put in, but you got plus some. You see the difference. Let me let me tell you something. There's a lot of people who's getting compound interest against them. And they're putting their investment where they only getting a simple interest. There's a lot of people. Now, here's the homework for you guys. The homework for you is I want you to go look and and find out where, where, what kind of interest are you getting on your money? What kind of interest are you getting on your money? What is it that you're getting? Because it's important for you to know what you're getting, you know. Because if you don't, then it's important that you take the time to learn. Did you know there? I've I've had places where my clients are getting, and kid you not, they have an earning potential of where they can earn up to 15% if the market does 15% or better, compounded on 12 monthly segments. Did someone tell you about that yet? Whoever invited you to listen to this, you make sure you sit down with them and learn where that is. You see, one of the things that you got to understand is this. With compound interest, the saving vehicles of Mr. B, it pretty much gives him 8% on the combined principal plus the interest on the next year's um, calculation. So when you see the difference between simple and compound interest, you now understand the powerful impact it can have on your money. And many of us must learn. We've got to understand. That's how we're going to truly win the money game. Many of us want to build wealth, but we don't understand this. Or Nor do we take the time to. And this is the reason why our campaign is here to teach you how to. So let's talk about the real rate of return. Because this is another big thing. A lot of us will say, oh, man, I get 10%. I get 20%. I get 30%. <laughs> right? A lot of us will say this. But the real question isn't about what you're getting. It's about what is the real rate of return. Do you know what is the real rate of return? You see, when saving or investing, it's important to have a good rate of return. But what is the real rate of return? In other, in other words, what is it that you really get it? What is it that you're truly getting on your money? When you're talking about real rate of return, what is it that you get it? Because we hear people that, oh, yeah, I get, I get good interest, Keanu Trust me, man. I'm doing great. Now, let, let, let's talk about how do you know if you're getting good rate of return. You ready for this? Buckle on your seatbelt because you're going to get really upset. Here we go. Let's use an example. Let's use an example that you were able to save or put away $100, right? You was able to put away $100. And you were able to get 3% interest on this $100. Now that $100 earned $3. Now, if you remember, we live in a country where you pay taxes on the capital gains. All right? So you're not going to pay tax on the $100. you are going to pay taxes on the capital gains in America. So you pay 3%. You're going to pay tax on that 3%. Let's just say that you pay a tax at 25%. This is a combine of fed, federal and state, right? It came out to be 25%. So that 25% tax on that $3 is 75 cents. So you're minus 75 cents. So now net after tax is coming out of it, right? You're now left with $102 and 25 cents. Now here's what you failed to calculate. And this is why many of our baby boomers can't stay retired. They're facing this problem. They did not calculate what is the cost of inflation. The cost of living, COL, cost of living. They didn't calculate this into their theory of what they were saving. And let's just say that inflation in this example was at 3.5%. Now, that means you're going to take away $3.50 from that one or dollars 25 So now when you do this, your actual return is $98.75. So after tax and inflation, you're still losing, even if you're getting 3% inflation. Even if you're getting a 3% interest I meant, on your money, you're losing what if you was able to do the same thing? You save hundred dollars, and you was able to get five percent interest on that money, right? Now you make five dollars. Now you got to pay taxes of twenty-five percent. Like I said, combine of your federal estate. Let's say it was twenty-five percent. Twenty-five percent of that five dollars, you now minus a dollar and twenty-five. So after taxes, you're left with a hundred and three dollars and seventy-five cents. So now let's calculate inflation let's say that inflation was at 3.5 percent right you're gonna minus three dollars and fifty cents from the 103.75 and your actual return is a hundred dollars and twenty five cents this is after tax and inflation is in the calculation so when you think about it you must get at least about five percent or more interest to beat the taxes and inflation My question is, is is your investment doing that? My question is, where are you saving your money? Is it doing that? Is it keeping up with taxes and inflation? Did you know that from 1914 to 2014, the U.S. inflation rate averaged at 3.32%? Did you know that? Do you know where your inflation is today? Are you calculating this into your savings strategy? Is your goal for what you need in retirement is a calculation with inflation. That's the reason why you got to sit down with one of our campaigners. And like I said, whoever invites you to this, make sure you sit down with them. Because our job is to educate and empower you. Our question to you is, are you ready to be empowered? Are you ready to learn? Are you ready to be in a position where you can make money, save money, grow money, and protect your money? Are you ready for that type of knowledge? Because it comes with a lot of responsibility. The responsibility is that you will become wealthy, and it's your job to teach your family, too. It's your job to break the generational curse. It's our job to do something different. So let's make a change. Let's make an impact. That's why we have these money talks. Our job is to empower you and give you the knowledge and the power so you can win. But I also want you to know this, now come to our right. You are one decision away from changing your future for the better. But you must remember this, the choice is always yours. What you do with this knowledge and this information is up to you. I encourage you to be back, because we're going to continue to teach. But my question is, are you ready to keep learning? Now at this moment I'd love to open the call for anyone who have any questions or comments.